welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and today I am talking about the various systems that are helping me to maintain my financial fitness. Uh, there's a handful of just tips and tricks that I think you know are good to do on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis for some of these, just to make sure that everything that you think is happening in your financial life is actually happening. Uh, there's always that chance that there's a little bit of scope creep in terms of new recurring expenses. Uh, you may have a change in your terms of any of your credit cards and things that you may not be aware of. So it's always good to just check in and make sure that those things are kept on top of. So number one is to check your credit score. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Um, obviously things like, um, going straight to the different credit bureaus, but you can also use something like nerd wallet, credit karma, mint, uh, they all do pretty good job at going through and giving you the various scores from the different, um, credit bureaus. Uh, oftentimes they'll also email you credit karma and sends you an email every time there's a new number available. Uh, just really good idea to stay on top of that so that you really know where you stand. Obviously, your credit score does affect your ability to borrow in the future uh, if you ever need to. This will affect buying new cars, um, buying a house, things like that. So number two is to create a savings goal and with it, a virtual savings account that is named after that goal. So some banks allow you to create virtual accounts um, that are like sub accounts underneath your savings account or your checking account uh, that you can actually name and they don't require, you know, a lot of time and effort to move money between the two. Um, some people even do this at a different bank so that there is a, a lead time in moving money back and forth so that you're not tempted to touch it. Um, but really the idea behind naming it is that instead of making savings into something that you feel like, uh, is a chore, um, or that you're taking money away from yourself, it's a better way to think about it as, you know, if you have a trip or a certain goal, uh, maybe paying off a certain credit card or whatever that might be. Uh, if you have a trip that you want to do, like going to New York or uh, some whatever thing that you want to buy, naming that goal uh, and that account allows you to put money towards that. So uh, I'm creating one towards the eventual purchasing of a new car. My car, as we talked about in recent episodes, um, just had a lot of work done on it, but I need to anticipate that in a few years I'm going to need to actually buy a car. And so I'm starting to pay myself a car payment so that when it comes time and that car is done, that I can pull the trigger on a new car. Um, but this also works really well for trips. I find, you know, if you know that you're going to do a trip in a certain amount of time, you want to hit that goal, you know, save a certain amount of money by a certain date then you can automatically move money into that account and you're paying uh, for you know, your future self to have that trip um, rather than just focusing on it being a savings goal. Uh, obviously, this is probably a good thing to do after you have some sort of emergency fund that also could be a virtual savings account so that it's liquid and available for you. Um, yeah, I think that does it for number two. So number three uh, is to take inventory of your recurring expenses. We did this in episode four of the podcast. Uh, so it's worth going back and listening to if you'd like to, but this is something that I do over and over again. So probably every month or two, I go back and check what things 
are coming out of my account on a recurring basis. Um, the reason just being, you know, lifestyle creep happens. You sign up for a service that you need maybe for a few days, for a month. And uh, these companies really want you to forget that you're paying for that. And so, um, you know, if it's not something that you're using all the time, go through, look for the things that you're paying for, figure out if it's something that you want to have or if it's just something that crept into your life uh, and get rid of it because that's money that can be put elsewhere. Number four, uh, ask for a raise or if you're a freelancer, how uh, figure out how you can make more money. Um, this one is an interesting one because um, all the rest of these tips uh, and most of the personal finance you know, kind of knowledge out there is around spending less. But the other way to move up in terms of financial health is to make more money. And so if you do have a salary, uh, maybe it's been a while since you've had a raise or some sort of promotion. Uh, it's definitely time to do that, ask for that, um, and figure out what sorts of options you have going forward. Uh, and if you're a freelancer, how can you make more money? Um, this one was kind of weird for me, but I had to think about this backwards. And so I basically sat down and looked at if I was paying myself a salary, how much would I want to pay myself? And then if I know that's the amount of money that I either need to make every year to cover my expenses, plus my debt repayment plan, all these things. Uh, and then also to start saving for future, like retirement and things, uh, how do I want to work backwards from that? And so I came up with that, what that salary would be. And then I reversed it out from the various like average rate or average number of hours that I was going to have. How much would I need to work every day in order to hit that? And for me, I was, you know, working on client work. I had a lot of clients, but I wasn't doing that backwards math. And so some days I would bill, you know, two hours total. Some days I would bill, uh, six and it usually averaged out. But at the end of the year, if I looked at all of that after paying the IRS and everything that I need to take care of, my actual take home salary was not that high. And so it really helps you to think about like, this is if I want to make this much money, this is how much I have to work, or I have to change something, I maybe have to change my hourly rate, I may need to change what clients I have, I may need to change what skill sets that I'm trying to get paid for. Uh, and if it's an unrealistic amount of work that you have to do, then maybe look at what trade-offs are there for making less money. Are you able to uh, work a lot less hours, but still cover all of your basic needs uh, and you know make sure everything's covered there. So this is definitely something that we're going to talk about next week. Uh, I want to dive into this a lot more because I finally figured out how to get my freelance income to be more stable than it has been ever before. So we'll definitely talk about that. So number five is to fall in love with cooking. And this is one that I talk about so much. I think every episode I talk about cooking and uh, and just making food at home, grocery shopping, all that kind of stuff. This is something that makes a huge difference in your spending if you're able to um, fall in love with cooking. It's always been something that I enjoyed doing, but now I really enjoy doing it more than uh, most of the time than going out. And the best part about this is that it does allow me to enjoy going out more. I'm not just going out to go grab something for lunch just to eat. Uh, it does require that I think a little bit more ahead, that I have, you know, the fridge stocked, uh, and that I have a sense of like a simple, a few simple recipes that I can go back to. 
um, and make sure that I don't fall down to uh, just going out and spending money just because I need to to eat. Um, you know, there's definitely a few things here. Uh, again, this will probably be a whole nother episode, but around what that basic pantry looks like, what the basic um, recipes might look like, and how to go grocery shopping in a way where you're not wasting a lot of the, the things that you're buying. I um, was definitely guilty of grocery shopping and eating out, and so a lot of food would go to waste, and I was also spending just an obscene amount of money going out to eat. Um, again, that gets covered in episode four, so you can go back and relive that. Um, but really just like figuring out what makes cooking enjoyable for you. This is not going to be the case for everybody. Uh, some people enjoy spending money for convenience and never having to cook and never having to worry about mess in their kitchen and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a trade-off. You're going to be spending more money. And so that money needs to come from a different category or, um, you just got to be realistic about what you're going to be spending. Number six is to calculate your net worth. Now, this is all of your assets minus all of your liabilities. Uh, this is going to be something that is important to manage just like your credit score because uh, unlike your credit score, this number is a real value that you can usually um, tap into uh, if it's in the positive uh, some of this money may be wrapped up in illiquid assets, uh, maybe a house, maybe uh, the stock market and things that are a little bit harder to get your money out whenever you need to. In fact, for most of those, you want to keep them in those assets so that they continue to work for you and, and grow for you. Um, knowing this number is just super important. Uh, you can use a tool like Mint or Personal Capital for this. Uh, I believe NerdWallet also has a tool for this. So you can um, punch everything in and get a good sense of that. Uh, and all in all, number seven is going to be a good way of wrapping this up, which is really just to develop healthy habits in general. Uh, I really enjoy uh, Atomic Habits. It's a, a book by James Clear that is one of the best books for um, just habit formation and developing habits. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. Um, but what happens when you develop healthy habits in any area of your life is that it has cascading effects in other parts of your life. And so falling in love with cooking has all these cascading effects into uh, health and wellness, spending, uh, learning new skills, all that kind of stuff. Um, to just having that habit of taking an inventory of your recurring expenses makes sure that you are measuring everything that's going on in your account. You're treating your almost your personal finance as like your personal business, that you're treating yourself as a business and making sure that you understand uh, what's coming in and what's going out. And again, all these things are going to have cascading effects. So being aware of things, uh, the whole what gets measured gets managed situation is just very important here. And so uh, in the Atomic Habits, James Clare has a quote uh, that you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. I think that's really important because any of these systems that we can develop, whether these are the ones that I've just mentioned, if you have systems that work for you, like uh, Catherine Schweitzer has her spreadsheet that she goes off of, uh, it's just very important to have a thing, a process that allows you to be good at what you're doing. Uh, I really like that quote. It, it is a little bit of an adaptation from uh, an old uh, Greek poet, which uh, Archilochus says, we don't rise to the level of our expectations, we fall to the level of our training. And so uh, I really like that quote in both 
contexts, right? You know, with James Clear, he believes that we don't just magically rise to the level of our goals. So if you know that every morning you're going to work out, you're going to see these marginal improvements over time from that workout because you're putting in the work and that system is allowing us to slowly grow and rise to that level of our goal. Um, the same goes for um, the Archilochus quote, you know, you're going to want to be so trained and s- to the point where when a real situation happens, you don't have to expect that something's going to come out right. You have trained for it. You are at this base level that, uh, you know, running a marathon after training for it makes it not as difficult as if you had actually put in the work, you know, run multiple times each week, uh, followed a training plan and all that kind of stuff. So so you can apply all of this to your financial fitness as well. We can't expect to bury our head in the sand and hope that it will improve. It does require uh, constant management, automation. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do to set it and forget it and allow it to grow for you uh, and to work for you. And I think, you know, developing those systems uh, it will just make you more financially fit. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, I'm going to be back to weekly starting next week. Uh, sorry for the little uh, gaps in podcasts there. Um, but again, just like uh, what I just said, this podcast is the thing that keeps me on task. It's the thing that keeps me on track. And so if this podcast helps you in any way, I'd love for you to give us a rating or a review uh, in whatever podcast player you listen to. Uh, it really helps me just to know how things are going. And it also helps other people to find the show so that they can also benefit from it. Uh, I am always looking for guests. So if you have a money journey or a money story that you'd like to share with our audience, uh, you know, everyone here is very supportive. Uh, The feedback we get is always helpful. uh, And I think having other stories other than my own just helps people to grow. So thank you. And we'll see you next week. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.